Good morning and welcome to Loud in Tech. On today's show, we discuss everything from creating turbulent balls in a tank to implementing a personal transportation hierarchy. Stay tuned. Before we dive back into more tech goodness, let's give a shout out to our fantastic sponsors and my personal favorite software in the entire universe, Mason. Picture this. A world where a solo founder can take on an e-commerce giant. Sounds like a superhero movie, right? Well, meet Mason. This AI shopping co-pilot is here to save the day. Mason swoops in to guide shoppers as they shop, making sure they find exactly what they're looking for. Did I mention it's like having a secret weapon against the Amazon tax? Oh, yeah. Mason will help you break free and skyrocket your sales. Head over to GetMason to join the revolution. That's GetMason.io. And in this next segment, we cover science and technology. Physicists from the University of Chicago have discovered a new way to study turbulence. By using a ring of jets in a tank of water, they created an isolated ball of turbulence. This new method allows for precise tracking of parameters using fast cameras and lasers. Scientists are excited to explore the new possibilities with this breakthrough, including understanding how turbulence dissipates, expands, and evolves over time. Have you ever heard the myth that x86 CPUs decode complex instructions into simple risk? Like instructions internally, well, it's only partially true, my friends. The P6 microarchitecture in the Pentium Pro did perform this risk like decoding, but later microarchitectures like the Pentium M and Core enhanced the idea with microfusion which fused micro operations for faster processing. However, newer x86 microarchitectures like Sandy Bridge completely lost the correspondence between micro operations and risk instructions. And while the bulldozer and Zen families never split instructions into micro operations, they're not capable of branch fusing either. So the idea that x86 decodes to risk only applies to certain microarchitectures. Mind-blowing, right? Okay, hold on to your headphones, people, because I found a mod that will blow your mind. You can turn your Sennheiser HD 555 headphones worth $200 into a pair of HD 595 headphones worth $350. No, this is not a joke, I'm serious. All you need is a screwdriver to remove some padding, and voila, you have your new headphones. Sure, the only difference is the frequency response curve, but hey... Who doesn't love flatter curves? Now you don't have to spend hundreds of dollars to experience the sound of HD 595. You're welcome, audiophiles. You read that right. Milk V just released a new RISCV computer for only $9. They call it the Milk V Duo, and it's an ultra-compact embedded development platform that can run both Linux and RTOS. Professionals, industrial ODMs, IAT enthusiasts, DIY hobbyists, and creators can enjoy this reliable, low-cost, and high-performance platform. It features a dual-core RISCV CPU up to 1 GHz, 64 MB RAM, and optional Ethernet via an add-on board. And the best part, Milk V is already accepting orders for the Milk V Duo. Talk about a steal of a deal. What do you get when you combine bytecode interpreters with genetic algorithms? A performance boost of 23%, that's what? Researchers have found that the order of bytecode handlers and interpreters can have a big impact on program execution performance. To solve this problem, they used a genetic algorithm to find an optimized order. 
The results showed that this approach improved program execution speeds between 0.8% to 23% with 7.7% on average. While it may not work across different machines, it's definitely a step in the right direction for squeezing out every last drop of performance from our bytecode interpreters. In a world where cloud computing is all the rage, Nino Ivanov has taken things a step further. He's built an Arduino punch card reader that transfers data to a computer and then uploads it to the cloud. Each punch card has squares cut out with each row containing six bits that are read by an Arduino Uno through a makeshift reader made with LEDs and photoresistors. Ivanov encoded a common Lisp program to process factorials in the cloud, but the concept could apply to any language or data, although most would require more punch cards and be less efficient. Who knew punch cards could still be so relevant in this digital world? Richard W.M. Jones, a computer programmer, recently reported an issue with tests randomly hanging in NBDKit. However, it became clear that the problem was in the Linux guest kernel. To find the bug, Jones executed each kernel over thousands of times and used eight threads to verify if the boot had hung. After 292,612 successful boots, Jones found the suspicious commit, posted his findings, and eventually found a fix for the bug in cooperation with other developers. The patch had already gone into several stable trees, however, and more people are likely to be affected in the future. Crazy dedication, right? In this segment, we talk about security and internet. So you might have heard of root certificate authorities, intermediates, and resellers, and thought to yourself, how, what's the difference? Well, fear not, because we're here to explain it all to you. A certificate authority, or CA for short, is an organization that can issue trusted certificates for any domain name. Now, there are two types of CA certificates, root and intermediate. Basically, root CA certificates come pre-installed in your web browser and are easy to verify. Intermediate CA certificates, on the other hand, require the web server to send it along with the website certificate or retrieve it from the URL included in the Certificates Authority Information Access field. And then there are resellers, who provide certificates they don't actually issue themselves. But don't worry too much about bad resellers, because bad CAs can harm the entire Internet. So it's important to do your research and look at other sources like audit statements and the CCADB to determine who holds a CA certificate's key. See, learning can be fun. In this segment, we talk about culture and society. Colin Donnell, a transportation enthusiast, shares his take on green transportation hierarchy, prioritizing sustainable modes of transport. Not only does he recommend walking, biking, and using public transport over driving alone, he practices it himself. He shares his experiences of living in different cities with varying transportation infrastructure and how he handles them. With a green plan of action in mind, he is committed to changing his transport habits. Finding the love of your life is hard. It's even harder when political polarization comes in the way. Yes, you heard that right. People, especially young adults, are struggling to find a partner who shares their political beliefs with them. In fact, political leanings have now become a key criteria for swiping right or left on dating apps. Studies suggest that couples who share similar political views have happier, more content relationships. On the other hand, marriages across political beliefs or religious lines might not be as smooth sailing. 
So what does the future look like for married life in America? Well, with political polarization on the rise, people might be less inclined to tie the knot or even find a partner for life. The stakes have never been higher. Finding love is as challenging as ever. If you've been wondering why bad software exists, even with all the talented developers around, listen up. According to a recent blog post, the root of the problem could very well be fictional problems. Even though people design software to solve real problems, imaginary problems can often be more fun to solve. And that's where the trouble starts. Developers and management tend to create these imaginary problems themselves. And before you know it, fixing real problems takes a back seat. I mean, who wants to fix the real issues when you can create imaginary ones and find yourself having a blast? It doesn't stop there. Sales, HR, legal, and accounting departments aren't off the hook either. They create their imaginary problems too. It's tough for people to accept the harsh reality that the system they are working on may be broken, so they create a smokescreen of imaginary issues that they can fix instead. That's all for today's episode of Loud in Tech. Stay tuned for more insightful discussions on tech and culture. Thank you.